Coming up, what an excellent day for bishops. Well, howdy folks, and welcome to Minute 99 of The Exorcist Minute, a show where we endeavor to examine, extrapolate, and excavate The Exorcist, minute by terrifying minute. My name is Lester Ryan Clark. And I'm Keenan Diaz. And we'll be your holy guides on this journey through what some have called the scariest movie of all time. Okay, so our minute begins with Damien continuing up those steps at Georgetown University. And it ends with a close-up of a troubled bishop. Yes, troubled about something. Or someone. <laughs> or somewhere. <laughs> but let's get back to the top of this minute. Just as Damien reaches the top of those stairs, you'll remember, folks, he had just witnessed the words, help me, form on Reagan's stomach in the previous scene. And now he is heading to talk with Bishop Michael, played by Wallace Rooney. Uh, I think this is his most famous role here in The Exorcist. Yeah, he has dozens and dozens of credits, but this yeah. is the this is the one, I think. He has literally a, a CVS receipt length <laughs> IMDb. <right>. Yes. <laughs> but he is convinced. I, I, he looks like uh, a bishop. Uh-huh, of a, you know, uh-huh. he, yeah, so I was like, oh, this must this might be one of those, uh, you know, non-actors in here. Right. I thought that at first, too. I was like, wait a minute. Is this one of those, like, real priests? Is this a real <laughs> right. bishop? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah. So, okay, well, let, let's get to him. So we cut, and we are already in the office with them. Once again, shooting into a corner. We got the uh, the corner of the desk jutting out, sort of uh, dividing our two characters in the shot. Uh, this is a nice, big, opulent office here. Like, I can't, I can't help but reflect on the last time we were in a big office with a big desk. Remember, like, back in the days of uh, Dr. Klein, remember that guy? Remember that useless guy? <laughs> If this were a uh, a requel of The Exorcist from 2024, uh, he would come back oh, and, yeah. you know, help at the end. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Don't forget me. Every character needs to come in here. Yeah. <laughs> I believe you're forgetting something, Father. <laughs> Science. Or, <laughs> no, or no, my my little car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <gasps> he's going to let us such a little car. <laughs> That's Dr. Clyde's arc. <laughs> That's his reveal. Is like you know, it's it's like right. it's got the two girls right, and they're they're tied up in the in the chairs right, and everybody's circled around them. It's like, oh, what do we do? Nothing's working. And then two of the the outside circle you know characters they part because right. down on the floor, rolling into the center of the circle is this little red car. And then you just hear outside the room, beep beep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and if it were an 80s action movie, he'd say, beep, beep, motherfucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> <It'd come in. laughs> no, but uh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense to compare these offices. That's the first thing yeah. I was thinking as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, like, like, folks, we can't help but want to compare these two offices, these, these places of authority as they are presented mm-hmm. to us in this movie. And then I also guess like the third one could be, uh, you know, Chris's, uh, Chris's man cave office, uh, daddy's, mm-hmm. daddy's room, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, where she talks with Karis. How do these places of power stack up like visually, spatially, etc.? I was actually trying to see if this was a real location from Georgetown University. Mm. That that, lo- that uh, location website they just found, which is great. Then now movielocations.com. Mm. Yeah, I was trying to see if that was there, but but this is a private place, so it looks like that guy wasn't able just to wander. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but I, I did see some old photos of like um, which might have been like the president's office or someplace like that in Georgetown, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and and it looks very similar. Okay. So I don't know if they've recreated those private offices in Georgetown right. or whether they use the real space. Yeah, um, but I I. I think mm. this is a real space and I you know we know that daddy's room uh-huh. Chris's office is not a real space right. they invented that on set mm-hmm. and um uh Dr. Klein's office I I don't think that's a real space no, either no. and if it is they've done a lot of dressing to it cuz it's right. very specific to that character right right yeah. um so yeah this is this is a big warm space mm-hmm. um as as opposed to uh, uh Dr. Klein's office which is set up to make Chris look small and weak and feminine right, right? yes and like oh you're over you're over your head here don't ask questions mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I have this wall of uh, diplomas and mm-hmm. I have all of my masculine stuff back right. there my, light, my car yeah mm-hmm. abstract art you wouldn't be able to understand it right, right. <laughs> right. it's abstract right. <laughs> it's abstract <laughs> and then daddy's room which we were talking about uh-huh, a few uh-huh. minutes ago 
And we were talking about how like Chris seems to use the the design of that space against Damien, right? right? Make, yes, make him look small and make him look weak and feminine. Yeah, and she becomes yeah, right. Um, Even to the point daddy. where her 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 hair changes a little bit, right? That's right. Yeah, it looks like she's more messy. She's daddy there, yep. right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, I was I was expecting right that it would be something similar where it would be you know like it would be imposing mm-hmm. and it is a big space, yeah. it's a masculine space, but it doesn't feel that way. Everything here in Georgetown in the sequence, um, like what did we say last time, it, it feels like undiseased. Yes, <laughs> everything uh-huh. else is disease and this is this is like the opposite it's very nice and warm and healthy yeah lots of uh, red and brown in the bishop's office here um all three offices seem to have a lot of brown but um mm-hmm. in varying degrees of uh, uh, like pleasing to the eye right right yeah like the bishop's walls and desk are rich and opulent they, they almost look like they could be made of chocolate Oh, yummy. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and then, like, like all the way up on the other end of the spectrum, we got, like, Klein's shit brown couches. <laughs> Not yummy. No. And his, and his vomity orange carpet. Um, like, I have never, folks, I have never vomited bright green like Reagan mm-hmm. in this movie, but I can tell you I have vomited that exact shade of orange in my time, right? Like, that's what comes out of you after too many SpaghettiOs, right? right. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then it you're like, sorry. Well, I guess this this podcast, people expect us to talk about vomit, yeah, so well, it's not yeah. like a, a content war. They were, they were talking about, like, bodily excretions in The Exorcist. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like that's the only, like orange. No, nothing you eat is orange except for a carrot. And right. then for you to vomit out spaghettios, like what? What's in these? I don't what know. Makes them that color. That is the weird. Like, but I'm I'm telling you right now. Like, like folks. I like I was uh, I was sick just a um you know a couple of days ago. Well, Lester, like, aren't you like perpetually sick every time you're recording? Yes. <laughs> just when you have to record. Yes. Yeah. The gods, uh, you know, uh, Zeus and Poseidon, who just like mm-hmm. have have it against me. Like they're just like like no, you're gonna be fucked up for this recording. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, lo and behold, uh, you know, the vomit of a couple of days ago was orange and I don't even remember eating anything orange. I don't know how the orange gets into my system, but it sure leaves uh, in, in a spectacular way. <laughs> maybe that's the problem. <laughs> maybe maybe my body is just like orange rejecting. It's just like, yeah, nope. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, well, um, but yeah so like so so the bishop's office looks like candy, right? Like it's chocolate. Yes. Yeah. These these deep, rich reds and browns and Klein's office looks like what happens if you eat too much candy. <laughs> and then and then like Chris's, you know, daddy's room is appropriately, I think, uh, the color of scotch. Yeah, I'm scotch, I'm assuming. I've never had scotch. <laughs> but I have had, yeah, chocolate. We've it's seen daddy's the, um, candy. That's what it's it. daddy's candy. <laughs> uh, yeah, but you're right. It's rich and chocolatey and, and warm, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. So one of the things we've been working on this movie is I've been trying to, you know, put the film in context in the 1970s, which is this cinema of paranoia and of um you know this critic uh, criticizing of institutions and um and that it's not like every 70s movie has to have that but when right. you look at the 70s as a genre that that happens a lot yeah. but again apocalypse now the deer hunter coming home rocky to some extent mm-hmm. uh, network you know, just over and over and over again um and i was trying to figure out how the exorcist is like that uh-huh. and it is i think it is we've discovered some of that it's like mm. about the health institutions it's right. about the patriarchy yeah. um but I was expecting that to happen here with the institution of the church, but mm. it's not, right? Yeah. Instead, it's really warm and welcoming. And um, everything about this scene, this the design of the scene, uh-huh. should be making Damien feel at home. Yeah. And he's been warning us this whole time, right? right. About, the whole about, time. Like, <laughs> the whole time. He's been warning us the whole time about, like, this is, I can't go in there with my hat in my hand and they're going to listen to me. Like, right. Need real evidence, right? You don't get so, it, Chris. These these are these are big bugs. They're they're not going <laughs> to, they're not going to, they're really tough. Om- what is it? They're bad hombres. They're yeah? bad hombres. Right, exactly. Like, like, you want me to go in there with just half of, or even like, like, I think she'd be like, you know, go in there with the evidence we have and then they might help us find more evidence. Mm. He's like, no, I, I can't have that conversation at all right. with them, right? They're, this is the bishop. And yeah. This is the, it, the bishop and the president of Georgetown. Like, this, is, right. this is insane, right? The bishop, the but, baker, the candlestick maker. It's... <laughs> right, they're all going to be there <laughs> and they're going to be judging me. Yeah. And, and instead, Damien's in this nice place, this nice warm place with this nice warm group of dudes. Yeah, uh-huh. Like everyone downstairs is a bunch of men, but they don't feel like the patriarchy as we've seen, like at right. Klein's office or Tanny's office. They're just like, oh, these are just nice people going about their business. Yeah, right? this is the most actually masculine mm-hmm. office yeah. of the three. Because right. even in Dr. Klein's, uh, you know, office, you had you know that cool nurse, and you had like everybody <laughs> right. else. But like this is this is literally only dudes. Right, only dudes. But it right. feels the most like like uh, welcoming and right. the least intimidating. Yeah, exactly. And uh, like. 
Pauline Kael, you know, who criticized The Exorcist a lot mm-hmm. for being uh, a commercial, a recruiting commercial for the uh, the Catholic. She would say propaganda. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was propaganda for the Catholic Church. Like, here's where I could see what she's talking about. Mm-hmm, like, this mm-hmm. is the one, the one place, the one institution in the world. Yeah. That's not corrupt and <laughs> not bad, right? As opposed to like medicine, the patriarchy, the the um, the incompetent police. It would seem like that's that's the idea that we get. Right. Um, and even like the movie industry, right? right? The, the how they can't help them. They're all phony. And right. So looking yeah. at it from that angle, like I mean, this is a movie where doctors are bad or incompetent or incompetent or uncaring right? right yeah detectives are eh, what, what do you think like like well we don't we don't get he's silly he's weak he's yeah. very, we don't get that we, we we're going to discover that he's a good detective right yeah but yeah. that's a little bit even more in the book i would say mm, right right, right. Yeah, um yeah. but yeah but like the good guys are the priests right, right the, the catholic right. church Interesting. absolutely yeah yeah um, but yeah, like, like the way that, the, the way that you describe it now, Keenan, like, like making us recall, like Karis really did make us think like he was going to have to come in there with like, you know, a, a classical monologue, a modern piece, <laughs> a little, a little dance <laughs> number, you know, have some, yeah, have some tap in his back pocket in case. Right, exactly. <laughs> all right. Give me, give me a location. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's not that at all. No, they seem to really welcome him and, and want him to, I mean, this is a place where he works and yeah. he, he doesn't. He's not as comfortable in the office as we are. Yeah, yeah. And okay, yeah. so yeah, so speaking to that, okay, so yeah. so um, uh, getting back to this this uh, mm-hmm. this office, this Bishop's uh, Candy office, right? Um, so like I said, we are in the corner behind the desk, almost like like uh, one of the the Bishop's attendants. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know, like one of those guys who stands guard. Well, I guess mm-hmm. they would just be called guards, wouldn't they? <laughs> Keenan, who are those? Who are those people that stand guard and protect his body? Who mm-hmm. who would those be? I don't know. <laughs> well, they could be uh, his Oompa Loompas. Oh, his, that's uh, right. This chocolate. Chocolate factory room of his. <laughs> he just has a little flute whistle. Right, right. Yeah. I don't like Damien's uh, comedic Shakespeare monologue. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, no, I have another one. I have something from Ibsen. <laughs> oh, they've all got something from Ibsen, yeah. don't they? Take him to the berry pressing room, boys. <laughs> uh, he's, full of, he's full of that uh, non-faith. Just, we gotta squeeze them. <laughs> but, but, oh, but like, yeah, it, it, it struck me. It mm-hmm. feels like we're on the wrong side of the desk. Like we're with the bishop as he says, yeah. you're convinced that it's genuine. Um, or uh, maybe it's the right side of the desk because now we're like, yeah, Demi, are, are you convinced? <laughs> right? There's a pause. Damien is thinking. And then he says, I don't know. That actually shocked me watching mm, it this mm. time around. Yeah. I was like, "But what have we been doing all this? <laughs> I thought, like, why are you here? Right? Yeah. Like, like I thought that you were waiting for this thing, and now we have um, uh, incontrovertible evidence. I would right. say, mm-hmm. right? Like, you've seen, you've seen little little Reagan's fingers from the inside of her body writing. A, help me, right. um, uh, Backwards, even right, so that it could be read from the outside. Right. <laughs> that was like, the first attempt. Want? It was like, what's <laughs> right. what's emple? <laughs> You know, Sharon's just looking at us like, I don't know, M-Play? Is that an, you know, ah, damn it. Uh, Damn it. (laughs) That's why you got to watch out for Sharon. Yeah. (laughs) She she can't read backwards and upside down. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But what is Damien looking for? I mean, it's just so then he's he's got the meeting, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then it's not like you know we don't get um, we don't get like a scene of uh, Damien having to go and talk to the the secretary outside and goes, "You want to talk to the bishop about what?" Or right, 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 yeah. He just gets to walk right in, presumably. Right, right? yeah. This, this this is his coworker and his friend who has helped him with his mother's grief and and all of that, mm-hmm. and 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 then he's still like, "Oh, you know, no, I don't know." Well, has he helped him with his mother's grief? Well, this is his boss, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is yeah, yeah. one of his bosses. Yeah, one yeah, of his yeah. bosses. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can assume so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. I would. I would. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, it like it, it like maybe not directly, but, but you know, he's gotten he's his, his his mother passed away, and then he's gotten everything he needed. Right? He's gotten like that's true support, yeah. and they tell him like take leave as much as you want. He's the one who's like, no, I'm gonna come back, and you know, I'm gonna like like he's the one who has um not accepted their help as much as they would want them right, to, right? Right, So yeah. both both the president and the bishop have uh, have, right. have uh, tried to accommodate him, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. right. Yeah, wow. So, so yeah, so so after all of that, he says, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get another pause. Um, then he turns away as he says, no, not really, I suppose. And it's, again, like, like we're just, we're just, we're backsliding. It's like we've, we've mm-hmm. climbed out of this pit, out of this Melibolgia. We're like, ah, there it is. And then we just slide back a couple of feet. And then we slide mm-hmm. back a couple more feet. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's almost like, what is that? Um, 
you know, it, like those comedic things where it's like, it's like, okay, you know, I've been working all the way up to this point and, you know, you know, don't say, don't say a bad word. 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 So what do you think, Damien? Shit. <laughs> Your mother. Yeah. Your mother sucks cock to know. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's, it's almost like, it's like, oh man, that was like, not anticlimactic. It was more, mm-hmm. it was more like, like you just feel so bad for Dimmy right now. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, like you, you, you almost had it, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's not like he's crumbling under pressure is my point. No, no. Like he's crumbling under his own pressure that he's bringing. Yes. Right. Like he, he did like some, some more inward looking and then he's like, no. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so now he looks back up and he says, but I have made his eyes flick away again, looking inward, mm-hmm. a prudent judgment that it meets eyes back up on the bishop, the conditions set down in the ritual. Mm-hmm. interesting when he chooses to look inward and then back at the bishop at the church. Like I have made a prudent judgment that it meets your conditions, mm-hmm. right? Like he's really kind of like leaving himself out of this. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. He's doing all that. You know, um, I mentor a lot of students as they are going like for interviews, for internships mm-hmm. or for grad school or that kind of thing. Yeah. And the advice is like, you know, set yourself up to win. Right. Don't mm-hmm. like you've gotten to that point and so you're not like um you know, they want you there. Like like you have to imagine that they're they want you in the job. Yes. Right. Because right. they do. Because yeah. they they're not they're not hoping, oh, I hope that this kid comes in and they suck. They're right. Right. This kid comes in and, and they're great. And they're hoping great to find someone. Like they Absolutely. need to fill a position. Yeah. Right, exactly. Uh, and so Damien is doing the opposite of all of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's trying to lose, it seems. Yeah. That's how I'm reading it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Right? He is he is he is um he is he is at, at the uh at the blackjack table mm-hmm. and he's just like I don't know about this. You know, <laughs> I don't know about it. Hit me, hit, hit, me, hit, hit me, hit me, hit me, hit me. <laughs> just, just, just keep hitting me. Just keep, just keep doing it. Um, but yeah, so, so we cut to the bishop. As he is speaking, he says, you would want to do the exorcism yourself. Right. He says this as he leans back in his chair. It's not a question, right? This is a mm-hmm. statement. Now, behind him, out of focus, we see two things. Most prominent, we see a golden crucifix, which mm-hmm. we could read either as the power of God or the power of the church, mm-hmm. right? And then directly behind the bishop, we see a candy cane. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we, we see what has to be an American flag, right? So, so we have these two authorities behind the sky, right? God or the church and the United States of America, right? It is a very bright flag. That is the brightest flag I have seen. <laughs> did, they, did they have brighter flags in the 70s, like before we lost Vietnam and before Watergate? Right. Are they are this duller now? <laughs> is it is it like like just very, very subtly, like they change it, you know, Pantone color, you right, know, exactly. whatever. Uh, I have no answer to that, folks. If any, if anybody knows, um, any any conspiracy theorist out there, <laughs> it is the cheeriest red I think we see in the whole. Yes, movie, this yeah. is yeah, this is like and oddly from you know like a thing representing like the United States government, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. So rather than like the church or whatever, right? Right. Yeah. Yes. If you're not pulling up or watching along with us yet, yeah, it looks like a candy cane. Yeah. That's very very, very much like a candy cane in this candy <laughs> office, right? Um. So. Okay, so so then we cut back, and Dimmy is looking inward again. Um, there's a pause, and then he says, "Yes," as he looks at the bishop. No more, no more shying away, right? Mm-hmm. And now, like Chris, after he has dropped this bomb, he sort of straightens up and he takes a breath. We get the feeling that he hasn't been breathing, uh, or mm-hmm. or he's forgotten to breathe, and now it's like he's either breathing again uh, now that it's out, or he's bracing himself for the bishop's answer personally i I think it's like the latter right but it also feels like it could be both um he has he has played a card here this is the thing that he has been uh talking about to chris for a good chunk of the story this is the case that he is building up so now he waits (laughs) yeah um but I want to pause on this one word, though, this yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I can only – I can. I, it, it's reminding me of a future minute where Karis, again, speaks a one-syllable word that, like, clears all the fog and, like, uh, we, we, you know, we, we see, like, just a, a clear shot to, to Karis's core, uh, like, the, mm-hmm. the person that he is, right? And we see it when he says yes – Yes, Damien wants to do this exorcism, right? He may or may not believe what is going on, but his character, the, you know, like I compared him again to Marcus Zusak in, in the, the book Thief, right? The, the, mm-hmm. the, the character who had the, the quality of not leaving, right? Whether this is a sick girl, whether this is a devil, he is not leaving, right? He is determined. He is, this is who Karis is, right? And we can even compare it to, uh, you know, the beginning of the movie Karis, who, you know, didn't help Vinnie Russell, right? I right. feel like Karis has gone on a journey, has gone on an arc, and this Karis right now in the Bishop's Candy office <laughs> will help Reagan, will not abandon her or Chris. Right? Well, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, 
I, I don't know if he's, I mean, so he says he, the question, the, the implied question is like, you want to do the exercise, you would want to do this exercise yourself. Right. right? Uh, but he wouldn't, he's not really like the best person to do the exercise, no, is he? No. Right? He's, he's a really terrible candidate. Yeah. Because you want someone with faith. That's, yes. that's one of the requirements. So, mm-hmm. so we're going to, um, you know, you need someone who is physically fit, mm-hmm. who is mentally fit, who is emotionally fit and mm-hmm. spiritually fit. Yeah. And, and really Karis only has the, the physically fit part. Right. right. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. he's not, he's grieving. Yeah. Which is. He's distracted by from, the grief. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is separate from his um, his lack of faith, which right. he's confessed to to Tom Birmingham, right? The, and the we talked about university, exactly. Yeah, and we talked about whether or not that could be like correlation or causation. But right. either way, it's it's two big uh, hurdles, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So why would he? Why would he want to do the exercise? You're saying because he he's committed and he. Yeah, I think so. No, you're absolutely right. Um, I I think. His reasoning for wanting to do the exorcism, mm-hmm. m- like deep, deep down, is his character is because of who he is, right? Uh-huh. His determination to help these two uh, uh, ladies, right? To help mm-hmm. uh, to help Chris and to help Reagan, um, mm-hmm. and the uh, the means to that end doesn't even matter to that part of Karis, right? He's mm-hmm. going to help them if if they need an exorcism, then they're you know he's he's going to do this exorcism, right? Because he's not going to abandon them, right? Um, he's he's probably haunted by the thought of abandoning other people in his life, like his mother, like right. uh, you know. So he's he's not going to do that this time. But I think also there is another thing, um, uh-huh. and maybe this is the thing that he's aware of. I don't think he's aware of that that bottom level. Um, of just like, you know, just being a good person and wanting to help and not abandon right. these people. Mm-hmm. But he might be aware of the idea that by doing this exorcism, this will be his confirmation. This will be his mm-hmm. chance to see God. Right. Like mm-hmm. he's going through this crisis of faith. So this is this is a slightly more selfish reason. But this is yeah. like this is like, well, there's there's you know, there's only one way to find out. Like if I do this exorcism, <laughs> I'm going to you know, I'm either going to cast out a devil mm-hmm. or not. Right. right? Um, and and he, he can't tell, he can't tell the bishop that like, Hey, I, no, no, no. I, I want to be there because I, I'm not sure my mother is in heaven. I think I've, I think I've condemned my mother to the void and, yeah. uh, I want to see, you know, I need to fix this for myself. Right. That. Like he's yeah. not gonna tell the bishop that. Um, and so I think, yeah, so we got those two kind of like things wrestling, uh, in his mm-hmm. mind. And if we go by only that, right. And then also by his crisis of faith, his, uh, uh, distraction, um, you know, amidst his grief, right. Then no, you're absolutely right. Like he is kind of the, the, the worst person for this job right, right exactly um but i wonder keenan i wonder if they're pulling a you know um an ugly duckling situation on us you know <laughs> well yeah 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 yeah, yeah this is, you know it, this, it makes the it makes for the best story yes right, right? Yes, like yes. this is you know it's, this, this is this is rudolph the red-nosed reindeer who you know it's like the worst reindeer like you're you're never going to be part of santa's team right but it turns out he's he's not only the best, but the only person who can actually do this. Right. right? The flaw, his flaw of, of his nose is what's best for, for the situation. And I think we played with this a little bit before. Mm-hmm. Like when we were talking about like like Chris is uh, maybe a little bit more familiar with Father Dyer, right? Right. And like why didn't she just get, go get Dyer to do this mm-hmm. uh, to do this thing, right? And you can imagine like like let's let's imagine a scenario where Dyer is the exorcist and <laughs> his faith is I feel like I feel like because Karis doubts that leaves room for like he's a little bit more open right whereas like dyer has faith and i wonder um whether or not the devil for dyer or Mm -hmm. tom birmingham or this bishop right right i wonder whether or not like the devil for those guys is is really just kind of like this um metaphorical curiosity and you know it's like oh what what thinking men doesn't have doubts damien right yeah we're gonna go and do this exorcism but you know like we're not you know we all know that the devil is you know uh, like a personification of all our our you know uh, human suffering and something like that right (laughs) like i wonder i like i seriously wonder what tom birmingham uh Mm -hmm. this bishop right here bishop michael and or dyer think of the devil versus karis who Mm -hmm. doesn't know and for that reason is like closer to Chris on the, mm-hmm. on the, like the faith um, spectrum where right. like she, like she's open to, to possibilities, right? Like, like Chris is an atheist, but she 
is the one who sought out Karis for an exorcism that she, like, she doesn't even believe in God or the devil, but she wants an exorcism for her daughter, right? Right, because yeah. she's up against against the ropes, right? Yeah. But mm-hmm. that's the other thing, like, like, like uh, story-wise, it's perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like the best, the worst person to be the hero is the one who's going to be the hero. So, right. like, in Rocky, he doesn't have confidence. In right. That Rocky doesn't have any confidence in himself. He's a loser. He's a bum. Mm-hmm. And then when he fights uh, Apollo Creed, he's going to be, like, that's, Apollo Creed's problem is his pride and his yeah. confidence, right? So, right? so Rocky's the best person for that. Yeah. Um, uh, the that nerf herder what's his name uh, 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 oh, <laughs> oh luke skywalker no han solo <laughs> han solo is the nerf herder oh goodness <laughs> hurting those nerfs i heard those nerfs no but luke skywalker is really a nerf he's a he's a water yeah. he's a moisture farmer right 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 right, right, yeah. right. And, and so like his hick uh hick, hick, hick background right yes where mm-hmm. he can uh he could shoot a womp uh what is it a womp rat at at, at something paces oh don't <laughs> Don't come at us, Star Wars people. I tried to save us. <laughs> right, but Luke Skywalker is the best person to blow up the Death Star because of his background as a hick. Yes. And because of his belief in the Force, which is which put him at odds with the rest of um with the rest of the Rebel Alliance, right? right? Yes. Yeah, he's he's the one person. Right. right. He's the he's the unlikely hero who becomes the hero. Yeah, right. right exactly. And yeah. and you know, uh, uh, Han Solo, right? Like he's he's the scoundrel with right. turns out the heart of gold, right? Yeah. Yeah, right. I mean, he's pretty scruffy looking also um, <laughs> or if uh you know in titanic right yeah. rose is the best hero the best protagonist for that story mm. because she is so removed from the lower classes right yes. she knows that something is wrong with the upper class but mm-hmm, is accepting mm-hmm. of it right, right. Mm-hmm. and so she gets she likes getting um the heart of the ocean right she likes mm-hmm. living up there and she just feels like something's wrong and she's never been able to place that right yeah and so that she's able to make this connection with the lower class people with jack mm-hmm. uh when she is the exact wrong person for that. exactly exactly yes. right and and you know bell in beauty and the beast mm-hmm. Right? She's not conventionally beautiful. <laughs> yes, she is. Yes, she is. <laughs> <laughs> She's actually pretty conventionally She's actually beautiful. Conventionally beautiful. Yeah. Yes. yeah. What's up with that? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if you read it that way, the Belle is uh, quite a snob. <laughs> she looks down on those provincial people, and right. then she looks through that with the beast. I suppose, yeah. right? My favorite, my my absolute favorite. It was just a meme of uh, of of her, you know, wandering through the town, right? And you know, um, there goes the baker with his tray, like always. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just a little, you know, thought bubble, you know, uh, up above the baker, and he's like, "Well, fuck you, Belle." <laughs> Yeah, she's she's judgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watch out for Bell. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, okay. So, so Karis has said yes. He wants mm-hmm. to do uh, the exorcism. Mm-hmm. Now we cut back to the bishop who has moved again. We keep catching this guy like midway through his reactions. We don't. Yeah, yeah we don't see how Damien's responses land on him. Right. Mm-hmm. We only get his response as it uh, comes out. Did you notice that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so he's, yeah, he's a wily bishop. He's all over the place. Yes. Right. <laughs> Can't, still. Right, right. He's always moving diagonally, right? You know, that's that's why Friedkin is shooting into a corner because he knows right, exactly. it's like that's the only place that this bishop could go, right? Yeah, we did it, folks. We did it. <laughs> yeah, I guess we haven't seen the the uh, the floor of this office. No, we have uh, not. Yeah, whether he's on brown or, or red. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you would you would like to do the exorcism yourself? Yes. Checkmate. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay. So, so yeah. So we catch him. We catch the bishop in the middle of contemplating. Right. His mm-hmm. his fingers form a steeple, which is very appropriate. Um, <laughs> as he says, it might be best to have a man of experience, maybe someone who's spent time in the foreign missions. Mm-hmm. And again, we don't even see him finish his thought. We're back on Damien now, which I like because mm-hmm. we can see how this lands on him. Right. And I have him on, on freeze frame right now. And the first thing that comes to mind is sad puppy dog. Like, just mm-hmm. look at those eyes. Right. Like, right. this is like we can see exactly how this affects him. Like, and, and it's actually really sad. We've been mm-hmm. following him this whole movie. And, you know, we've we've joked about it. We thought that he was going to be the exorcist. And eventually, <laughs> like, so did he. Mm-hmm. And it's heartbreaking to see him accept the call and then be denied. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, but he's ready now. <laughs> but then. Is he right? Like, like even at the top of the scene, he admitted that he still does not believe it's genuine. It, maybe this isn't his moment yet. Keenan, like we have talked about Joseph Campbell. Sorry, mm-hmm. we have talked about. Uh, we're going to get emails. We have talked about uh, Joseph Anderson, right? Who's Joseph Anderson? Okay, I'm going to try that again, folks. <laughs> 
Keenan, uh-huh. we have talked about Joseph Campbell. Mm-mm, good old Joseph Campbell. <laughs> but no, no, sorry. <laughs> it's a common misconception. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's not Joseph. It's Joseph Anderson. <laughs> Joseph Anderson. Yeah. He's a, uh, a regional, uh, regional anthropologist. Right? Who, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, no, no, so Joseph yeah, Campbell. Yeah. So we, we have talked about his refusal of the call. But is, uh-huh, right. is there a situation where you answer the call and are denied because it's not your time yet? Oh, that's interesting. Uh, you know, he has a bunch of different story beats, like dozens and dozens more than we sort of um, uh, uh, reduce them, you know, to make mm-hmm. it easier as we're, as we're learning. But there yeah. is, there's not, I don't think there's a name for that one. Or if mm-hmm. there is, it escapes me. There's mm-hmm. a uh, refusal of the call. There's a refusal of the return. Right. Yeah. Which is right before, that would be about here where we are, right yeah. before mm-hmm. act three starts, right? Yeah. Um, where the main character is like, uh, oh, you know, I I am given the opportunity to go back to the ordinary world and yeah. just give mm-hmm. up, right? Because mm-hmm. um, kind of of like if if Damien were to say like um or maybe that's what's going on here like because mm-hmm. Damien could say like hey I'm going to pass this along to the real heroes now the professionals right, yeah. right? um and I'm going to go back home and and just take care of myself and go back to the way they were right mm-hmm. um uh so that that happens you know like um the the beast gives Belle the mirror and says you can go back home right mm-hmm. and then she realizes no the, the what I actually have to do to make things right at home is to save the beast right right yes and she, mm-hmm. she's giving up the comforts of home in order mm-hmm. to go and help this new world right right yeah um yeah 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 so you know uh what's her name rose yeah. on uh that ship <laughs> <laughs> the uh, one that sank yeah the one that sank you know that ship that sank um, yeah 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 it was a titanic uh, tragedy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if she were to be like you know it, you know if if her mother was like you have to marry cal now and she's like yeah you're right and then like never sees jack again <laughs> he's like yeah they, yeah that was really fun but yeah. this is this, let's get serious now mm-hmm. i'm gonna go marry cal <laughs> i do like living jack. comfortably uh, <laughs> right, sorry jack it's a lot easier right yeah. <laughs> You know, when I'm cold, uh, I can do something about it. <laughs> right. Right. At home, you know, we have all those doors I can lay on at home all of myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's my favorite thing about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's really interesting. Maybe that's what's going on here. Like, yeah. This, is, this might be the ret- the refusal of the return. Interesting. Okay. given his chance to go back and he says, yeah. he says no. Like with yeah. that yes idea. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're turning me around here, right? This okay, might not be like a refusal for him, but a refusal uh, of a return. Yeah. A return to the ordinary world. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but I'm talking about, so I'm specifically talking about the bishop saying, let's yeah. see who's around. Right. So yeah, I don't know about that one as a, as a uh, a story beat. Yeah. yeah, that would be like, hey, Rocky, get ready, you're going to fight Apollo Creed, and you're uh-huh. going to do all this stuff. And then, then the day before, they're like, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Right. It like I I almost wonder like like what is what does he mean when he says let's see who he's he's like is he saying no or is he saying you and another guy let's see who's around? No, I think he's saying no. Yeah, that's what I thought at first too. Because because yeah. you look at his you look at Karis's reaction, right? Mm-hmm. Like he takes a deep breath and he lets it out in a sigh. He's like, mm-hmm. "I understand, Your Excellency." Right? right. After once again looking inward, he looks back up as the bishop says, "Let's see who's around." Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because no one in America has done an exorcism according to this movie, right? They don't talk about the the Robbie uh, Doe case or anything like that. Right. right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to go to the foreign missions. We have to see people who have been overseas and, mm-hmm. and done them. Uh, so yeah. those exist, but it's so rare. So yeah, why would they get Damien as opposed to someone who you know has done it before? Who has had experience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so we we then cut, and I really like this shot too. We got the desk in the middle of the shot, separating mm-hmm. our two characters. We got Dimmy on one side, and he is sort of slouched and penitent, right? right? Like hands clasped together between his knees, but he's he's also like on the edge of his seat, like he's slouched in the seat, but then also barely using the chair at all, right? Yeah, yeah. He he he. Also, we're gonna see in a second. He also it turns out has his coat in his hands. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, so it, it's like they've been talking for, you know, whatever, half an hour maybe. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Damien has been acting the entire time like he's not welcome. Right? Like he like, is going to be like turned away. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly, right? So he doesn't put it, he hasn't put it. I'm sure the bishop's like, oh, put your coat down. Right. You know, yeah. Relax here. And he's like, okay, this is my version of relax. Yes. <laughs> Damien on the edge of this chair, right? <sighs> Barely having both of his feet on the ground. Yeah, right. Mm. Again, with the, like the, the puppy dog imagery, it's almost mm-hmm. like, like uh, you know, those like those those really sad kind of like uh, uh, things where you you can you can tell that you know a dog has been abused right? yeah mm-hmm. and you know like you you just make like the slightest movement and they flinch because they're like afraid of being struck or something mm-hmm. like that right like, that's kind of the posture that he's uh, adopting right here yeah mm-hmm. yeah i was told in an acting class once that my natural inclination is to make myself look small Hmm. And it, it's accurate, but still, you know, when someone tells you something about yourself accurately, you go, no. Yeah, no, that's, that's, 
well, well, well. So it's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they tried to, yeah, they tried to work with me on, on taking up space. Like I'm allowed to, cause you know, sometimes you play yeah. a character who doesn't have the same inclinations as you. Right. right so yeah. Yeah. Do you just want to never play a high status character Keenan? Mm. Is that what you want? And mm. uh, yeah. So he's totally low status. Like he's trying to like shrink, like even though it's a meeting that he's called for. Right. Right. He's like, please don't look at me. Please yeah. don't acknowledge my existence. Oh man. Oh, poor Dimmy. <laughs> I won't use much of your chair. I'll just use this cord. Yeah, right. Like he's not even allowed to sit in the chair. Like he's, right. yeah. It's like just just this little tiny tiny bit for my my like the corner of my butt. Yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah. And I apologize for having a butt. I'm yeah, disgusting. yeah, it's, it's just horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible thing, right? Um, and then on the other side mm-hmm. of the desk, we got the bishop. He's using all of that chair. Um, <laughs> I could show him some ways to use that chair. That'd be a little, like, to use hey, a hey, hey, more. hey, hey, hey! What's your fence back home gonna say? Um, <laughs> And I'm not, I'm not saying like like that the bishop is like is is big folks. I'm just saying he's no. comfortable. He is yeah. he has made himself comfortable uh, on this chair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and now now he's uh, about to get up, but he starts out like leaning back in this comfy chair, right? Mm-hmm. right. And then uh, so like on the desk we got a couple of things, right? Firstly, a couple of phones. <laughs> Did you notice this guy's got two phones? He's, no, but you're right. He's, he's got two phones. He's got a black phone and a white phone. Like, what are those for? Uh, one of them is probably for church business, and the other one is to call the Oompa Loompas in. Yeah, there you go. Right? Exactly. Right? I was going to say, one's a direct line to the Pope, but I like the Oompa Loompas better. Right? right. Pope, uh, who is it? Pope John? Oh, shoot. It's Pope. Get on the, get on the line. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Hang on. Oh, no, it's Pope Paul at this point. Oh, Pope Paul. Okay. Good. Yeah, yeah, because then Pope John Paul took previous two popes names john and paul right yes, yes, yes that's right pope paul the sixth yeah it's me mikey papa c6, <laughs> papa c6. <laughs> it's mikey b mikey bishop it's Mikey Bishop. <laughs> i told you never to call me unless it was important wait a minute is it time yeah, yeah. vatican three <laughs> time do i do i get to do i get to eat that wall in your office yet <laughs> come on in <laughs> and just just like the kool-aid man he's just <laughs> <laughs> yes oh yeah hey god <laughs> i don't know i was trying to make it religious i don't know oh god yeah oh god yeah yeah he does eat but he lives in the <laughs> the land of chocolate like um yes like homer simpson uh you know that one where he's talking oh, to the, the germans the who germans come to, yeah 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 come from the land of chocolate yeah. <laughs> and he starts to have these so he has this dream of yeah. the land of chocolate and mm. he, like he's dancing with the chocolate bunnies and he can eat, eat the mailbox or whatever <laughs> like, mr simpson Mr. Simpson. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We were talking about chocolate. That was 10 minutes ago. <laughs> so, so in this world, that's just, that's just Pope Paul. <laughs> like, sir, we were talking about the, uh, the crisis of faith in this hell. Right, right, right. <laughs> He's like, I'm sorry. We were talking about chocolate. I thought. Yes. No, that was Vatican one. <laughs> oh boy. He's always trying to book um, conferences in Washington, D.C. And they're yes. like, sure thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. yes, Holy Father, absolutely. Wait a One minute. minute. <laughs> You're this trying is... to go to Georgetown. <laughs> You're trying to steal my chocolate chairs. <laughs> and snaps is like, oh. <laughs> He's become a, 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 a cartoon character, like a hamburger. Exactly, right? exactly yeah. yeah. <laughs> we get like black and white, you know, um, um, Charlie Chaplin-esque, mm-hmm. you know, sped up footage of... Uh, <laughs> You know, like the bishop, the bishop walks out of his office, right, and past a broom closet, and then out pops the pope, right, with like a little burglar mask, you know. Right, exactly. Because he's got to do that, right? Otherwise, um, they'd recognize him. Right, yeah. He still has the hat, but um, yeah. And he gets in there, um, but the bishop's booby-trapped uh, his, uh, his chocolate office, right? And he comes, and he comes, you know, it's like, it's after lunch, you know, time passes, and he, and he uh, you know, it's like, oh, what a, what a, what a day, what a lunch. And he, he opens the door and the bishop's just like, he's hanging upside down. He's been caught in the trap, right? You know, and it's like, Papa C6. But he somehow managed to get like, you know, like a, a coffee table leg over there. So he's like, I don't blame him. No, 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 no. All right, all right, let's get. Yeah, all right, all right. We, we pissed he's off got, the He's got two phones. Yeah, he's got <laughs> it's two, not that big two of a phones. Deal. That's what this is. <laughs> That's what this was about. Um, but yeah, so so two phones, right? Mm. Um, and I mean, I guess 
yeah, like um, the boring explanation mm. is one of them is, you know, an internal line and one of them, you know, for like like uh, employees and officials oh, yeah. and whatnot, right? Yeah. So <laughs> Just so. get, just tell nine to get an outside line, 70s, come on. Yeah, right. <laughs> when, did, on. when did they invent that? Um. Oh, God, you're going to make me Google more stuff? <laughs> when did they invent dialing nine to get out? <laughs> Oh, it was new technology. All right. Okay. All right. All right, all right. It was from yeah. 1968. So okay. they hadn't installed that yet. Into yeah. Probably we, we solved the mysteries you care about here yep. mm-hmm, on mm-hmm. the Exodus Minute. There you go. There you go. Right. Um, but, okay. So I also like the visual here. We got the black phone on Dimmy's side. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's very much this dark priest, both literally and figuratively. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sorry, both literally and literally, because literally means figuratively now. <laughs> you can't change it. The children have decided. That's that's just the case now. I can't change it, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> uh, um, uh, no cap. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Webster's has decided you are wrong and you yeah. are old. Webster's is younger than you now. Wow. Wonderful. <laughs> so on the other side, uh, you know, so we got this dark priest, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on the side of this dark phone. And then on the other side, we got this plump, white-haired bishop, and he's got the white phone. I, like, I don't know. Like, I was waiting to do this comparison, like, when Marin shows up, but it mm-hmm. already seems like we are contrasting Dimmy with other white-haired priests, right? Like, what do you right. think? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. He Because um, we had that with Birmingham, too, right? Oh, yeah. Everybody yeah. but Dyer and him. So the Dyer and him are the cool young priests, and mm-hmm. uh, Damien's not even that cool, he thinks. Yeah, <laughs> he thinks yeah. these old, old priests are much cooler than himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we also got uh, what looks to be a statue of a man on horseback on Dimmy's side. Yeah. Um, I couldn't find out who this was. Like, maybe St. Ignatius Loyola again. Um, he seems pretty prominent at the university. Um, but it got me thinking about, like, knights in shining armor and mm-hmm. knights in training, right? You know. But it looks like, instead of holding a sword, it looks like he's got, like, a like a, um, a lantern or a torch, rather. Oh, okay. So it's yeah. like, oh, you know, knowledge. Right, lighting the way. Right? Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, and then we have uh, that bust of Mary on the bishop's side, which, mm-hmm. again, could be seen as the power and authority of the church, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, it's like, why not say this is, this is representing Mary, right? Mothers, something like that. <laughs> That, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um, and then also on the desk we got what looks like a tin of Christmas cookies. <laughs> but of course, of course, folks, uh, we all know, we all know that's not what that is, right? They open that up, and you're going to see thimbles and spools and thread because that's Grandma's sewing kit. Of course, yes. Um, Keenan, this has just recently become a meme. I, uh-huh. I think, right? It seems like it seems like for everyone, like universally, those like metal cookie tins are associated with like opening them up and finding like sewing stuff inside right oh yeah like, like your grandma keeping you know because it's such a good container right right yeah <laughs> to the point where like like i saw a meme the other day where it was just mm-hmm. an open tin with the cookies still in it and the caption was like who put these fucking cookies in the sewing kit <laughs> <laughs> so i guess i guess that's like everybody sees those those uh those little metal tins of cookies and they think ah sewing kit right it's gotta be yeah <laughs> But does that, okay, like, so do people just n- not buy sewing kits anymore? Like, why, is the sewing Why would you, if for the same price as buying a sewing kit, you get a sewing kit tin with cookies in it? That you well, get the same eat? price for <laughs> buying a cookie uh, cookie tin, you yeah, get a sewing kit. How much kit? are yeah. those those Royal Dance cookies? They must be like $6 or something. Yeah, right? With a perfectly good $6 sewing kit. So, like, is, is the sewing kit uh, 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 industry just going out of business? Like... <laughs> Like, are they going over to like dance cookies and yeah. and like you know putting daggers on the door, being like, "Hey, stop all this! Stop all this delicious cookie making!" So like this, this Viking invasion yeah. of, of cookies. Those those are our grandmas. Like, don't you you know like there are there are turf right. That's right. But like it, like it made me think. Um, like like you know those those guys who like they play the I think it's the trombone and they have like the bottom uh-huh. half the bottom part of the of the um of the plunger right right to make to make those sounds like wow wow you know <laughs> like like is that a is that just a plunger piece or yeah. does somebody like now make like n- nobody like after after that became popular. I'm sure some business somewhere was like, well, let's just make these. <laughs> just the bottom of plungers? Yeah, never intended for toilet use, but like just for <laughs> trombone playing. Or is that like a stupid like like business pursuit? And, and I'm and I'm thinking like way too hard on this and people just like going and buying like extra plungers. <laughs> what, what do they do with the sticks, Keenan? <laughs> well, if it was efficient, right? So, so the 
because you're right. Like I think like even like trombone shorty or whoever like the most famous um trombone players. I think they they use plungers, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Because like the the medium evolves around that that DIY version, right? Right. And right. so people are like, oh, that sounds better, or at least sounds uh, distinct enough from like a metal one you would use, right? Yeah. But yeah, if it were an efficient industry, a mm. trombone player and then some other musician would go in and split the plunger, right? <laughs> right. So I don't know who that would be. I don't know what what instrument would need just the stick. Yeah. <laughs> because otherwise, there's a lot of waste going on. And what are you yeah, going to do? You're right? going to whittle it down into um oboe reeds yeah. really really tiny <laughs> that's how you can tell like you're you're in the the musician the musician part of the neighborhood right you just got all these like plunger sticks lying around right exactly yeah and then and then you know as you're walking you just hear warp 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 and then you stop walking right and you're like what was that and then you keep walking it's like warp 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 and then you run around a corner just as a cymbal clashes <laughs> and he's like, oh, it was a narrow escape, right? <laughs> and then you, and then you turn, and the camera pans out, and you're like, there's like just like a whole gang of, uh, you know, uh, of uh, uh, band students. Um, <laughs> Is that who bullied you in high school? Or are you? I, no, no. <laughs> All right, we're getting we're getting too deep. Let, 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 let's go back to the movie. Um, <laughs> so okay so so what do you think is actually in this thing like, like i know it's not cookies i know it's not the selling kid right but like, you don't think it's <laughs> i mean i would like it to be cookies he has this nice delicious looking office like right well if the, if the whole office is made of chocolate do you really offer your guests cookies i'm sure no like, actually yeah that's right yeah i'm sure it's like something bitter in there instead mm. <laughs> it's like kumquat rinds Oh, to geez. balance it out. <laughs> no, but it probably is like cigars or something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Or what? What would you? What would a yeah a dude well, in think... the seventies offer his guests in a little tin? You don't think it's like communion wafers or something like that? <laughs> and then they have to. I don't know. Am I being sacrilegious? I don't know. <laughs> no, you're not. It's just very inefficient that every time yeah. they have mass, they have to go and knock on the on the, the bishop's, bishop's door. Office. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any extra wafers? I gave you wafers last Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> We're running a tight ship here. You know how expensive these things are. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm talking like, you know, like pre transubstantiation wafers, right? You know. Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think yeah. they have any leftovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So you say cigars, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I can see that. Yeah, isn't you have a have a pleasant cigar smell in here, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know what else you would offer. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No. Um, okay, so Sorry, any- that's the kind of mysteries we don't solve. Yeah, just yep, Sorry, yeah, right? And maybe uh, you know, maybe maybe it's better not to know. <laughs> maybe it's um, you know, the heads of his enemies, <laughs> you know, shrunken heads of his enemies. That's right. It's small. Um, but yeah. So in any case, right? Our guy says, um, in the meantime, I'll call you as soon as I know. Right? Mm-hmm. He gets up from his chair. He holds out his hand. Soon as Damien sees what's going on, he also rises, takes a, uh, uh, takes the hand, uh, says, "Thank you, Your Excellency," mm-hmm. and he kisses the bishop's ring. Yeah, Keenan, what flavor do you think that ring is? <laughs> I can't escape from this candy. Oh, like, <laughs> well, later we see it's kind of dark reddish, but mm-hmm. you know, it's the '70s, so it's before they invented all my favorite candy flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, because so, like uh, it's not blue raspberry yet. No, it's no. not. Green apple. It's not mm. watermelon, right? No. So it's probably you know old seventies. It's licorice or uh, banana. Oh, or, oh banana <laughs> or grape. I'll, I can deal with a grape, but you know, okay, I, sure. I never like go. Oh God, I wish I had a grape candy. No, right no. Now. There are certain candies. There are certain fruit flavored candies mm-hmm. where it's like I like the fruit, but I don't like the 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 candy. That's you know like what I'm talking about? Banana for me. Yeah. yeah, banana. Like I love bananas. Actual bananas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bananas, orange. Um, basically anything. But oh like, yeah, orange yeah. flavored candy. No, yeah. no. But oranges? Oh my sure. god! Give me, yeah. give me them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What flavor do you think? I'm going with. Uh, yeah, I'm going with grape based yeah. on the color. I just because of all the reds around this office, I'm thinking like <laughs> like a like a cherry Jolly okay. Rancher. Yeah, yeah, that's know? an old school candy flavor. That yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Or maybe maybe you know just Karis leans in and you know you just hear. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it looks like just drink more Ovaltine. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's been my problem the whole time. Not a crisis of faith. I'm just not getting my Ovaltine in. Yeah. Thanks, little orphan Andy decoder ring. Yeah, right. Um, okay, so actually, um, just a, just a little history on the the Catholic tradition of the kissing of the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the practice of kissing a person's ring can be traced back to ancient Rome, uh, where powerful individuals often wore signet rings. Mm-hmm. Um, these rings were used to seal documents, and they were a symbol of authority. Kissing the ring became a gesture of respect and submission uh, to uh, the person of authority, and you would never give it to anybody <laughs> like 
Solomon <laughs> did. I was listening to our Solomon episode uh, uh-huh. <laughs> where where I asked. I feel so stupid because I oh? asked like, are are these signet rings like real? Because you see them in movies. If you like, right? Yeah. That, and then I listened. to it, I was like, well, obviously, yes. What's <laughs> <laughs> less to explain? Like that's what they're for. Like, oh, it's so clear. Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> they're like I, your like, signature. They're like your autograph. They're yeah. like your yeah. It's it's like a little like like that's how you would seal documents and people would know oh this is from Bishop right. Michael or this is from uh you know Solomon or right, you know right. oh this one's in the shape of a little toy car this is from Dr Klein <laughs> right right exactly and like you know having it be a ring so it's always on your person it's mm-hmm. hard to steal right like if somebody gets it then mm-hmm. you know they probably means you got got right like you got right. killed or something right oh right right, right yeah. yeah oh this one's got the shape of my mother sucking cocks in hell this must be from Captain Howdy. <laughs> 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 yeah, if you could just uh, you know drop that off next time you're over at the house, I uh, I only have one. I just I just wanted to you know to send it over to see how you'd uh, how you'd react. But I I kind of need it back. Right. I can't get back into hell with, uh, with without it. You know, they're down at the gates. It's like so so. Captain Howdy, where's your ring? It's like ah, I, I am well. Right. He was already he's already been exercised. Right. Right. So he's but he can't he can't get back into hell because he left. The, he's like no. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Captain Howdy. No. This is the third time, right? <laughs> like this is his third ring. They've given right. him like multiple chances. And it's like, no, he's Captain Howdy. Rings just like burn a hole in his pocket. Right. right. It's like, it's not supposed to be in your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So so yeah, so so um when Rome became Christianized, mm-hmm. uh, this this ring kissing thing, it was adopted into the traditions of the church uh-huh. with uh, with priests and then lay people kissing the ring of um, the pope or a bishop in this uh, situation. Right. Um, and now, speaking of the pope, right, he had what is known as the fisherman's ring, which mm-hmm. had an image of St. Peter, the first pope, fishing. Uh, traditionally, each pope had his own uh, fisherman's ring, which mm-hmm. was destroyed after his death in the presence of like all the other cardinals with this like ceremonial hammer. Yeah. I just saw this movie, um, Shoes of the Fisherman, where oh. um, Anthony Quinn becomes Pope, and they they go through a lot of the minutiae of that. And uh, yeah, all the cardinals who are uh, before they start voting for the next Pope, they take the old Pope's ring and they smash it in front of everybody. That is so like Lord of the Rings, <laughs> epicy. Like you know, the, the the Pope is dead. Long live mm-hmm. the Pope. Smash yeah. right. Like wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, today, okay. So today, that doesn't appear to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems that popes can. Uh, inherit rings from previous popes okay. um yeah they can even uh, uh, keep the ring that they had as a cardinal i think that's what uh, pope francis is doing like he doesn't have uh, a fisherman's ring or at least he doesn't wear it like publicly mm. um if my if my research is correct it looks like he kept his old cardinal ring um it's just a small silver ring with a cross mm-hmm. across from where <laughs> never 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 getting away from that yeah um but okay so actually there's there's videos on youtube of Pope Francis discouraging people from kissing his oh, ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently this is this is something the the church has been trying to move away from and and Pope Benedict actually even abolished the kissing of rings, but apparently people just keep doing it anyway and uh-huh. and even even now Pope Francis has to tell him to stop. Um, <laughs> so it's not like a COVID thing that Francis uh, uh, created. It's like Pope Benedict was trying to get away from like cuz it's like worshipping an inanimate object that's it's not right. like a sacred object even or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. Yeah, so so I guess I guess they had this idea even before COVID, right? And now, right, right. like with COVID, it's like, well, let's let, let all the more reason to not do this thing anymore, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so I've seen, but I've seen videos like in doing the the, the ring kissing re- research. Um, I've seen uh, videos of just this long line of people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, coming up to the Pope, right? And he gives them the blessing, and some of them they'll try to like, it's almost like they're trying to do it, uh, um, uh, like on the sly. They, they just like. <laughs> Like they're the Hamburglers. They're like, I'm gonna get that ring, you know. Yeah, if I got to see the Pope, and I, you know, I would hope I would do some research ahead of time. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, I might just, um, I might just instinctually think that's the right thing to do is to kiss yeah. the, the Pope's ring. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, but he, he, like, he swats him away. He's like, stop it, right? <laughs> you haven't seen the Madagascar movies? Did we talk about that? No, 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 no. So Sasha Baron Cohen plays, plays King Julian. Okay, mm-hmm. and he he he's just this rapscallion. He's a crazy person. Like, uh-huh, like uh-huh. he's just, he's fun because he can do anything. Like like right. he doesn't have any rules to his character. Right? He's mm-hmm. just a silly silly person. Yeah. So in the third Madagascar, they go to Europe and they're going everywhere. Uh-huh. And he he and his friend who is a um, a circus bear. Like they, uh-huh. he's taking a circus bear's tricycle. I mean, oh, and okay. he, he goes, la 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 la. And he, he 
she he rides up to Vatican City, <laughs> and you're like, "Geez, like what's going to happen here?" Oh my god! And, and he and he meets the Pope and he kisses the Pope's ring, uh-huh. and then we find out that he has sucked the Pope's ring off of his finger. <laughs> Wait and, a minute! And, and steals the Pope's ring <laughs> and brings it back to the other lemurs and stuff. Like, I got hang it. on, <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on. We have just finished uh-huh. doing. Um, uh, Dante's Inferno, uh, <laughs> History of the Devil, right? Yeah. The final, the final part of Dante's Inferno, mm. and I remember very, very clearly we talked about uh, King Henry and his son <laughs> King Henry, and then talked about <laughs> Prince John mm-hmm. and King Richard Lionheart, and I believe in that documentary that I saw where you know they were actual lions. <laughs> That's right. There was a scene where <laughs> the crafty fox and a bear. <laughs> Stole someone's ring in that exact way. Well, that might be true, but he was not the Pope. <laughs> okay, that's in, true. In uh, whenever this movie was, 2014 or something. It's a documentary. <laughs> that's right. <All> right. <laughs> wow. Okay, it's just people people just be 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 stealing uh, ring jewels. I guess. You know. Dang. That's right. Maybe that's why it's like it's like all these popes. We're losing all the all the all the good stuff. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, okay, so so uh, yeah, so so now Pope Francis is is discouraging people from kissing the ring. Right? <laughs> good, so, yeah, yeah, good. Maybe, move, you know think. that that might be because King Julian, the King of the Lemurs, stole it from <laughs> from Pope Benedict. That might be what possibly. Happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh no 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 no. And also, oddly, um, mm-hmm. you go to the Vatican and there's a sign that says no lemurs. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just, right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so so back to the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we cut from this scene and this room to another room. Mm-hmm. Um, what looks like a meeting room, some opulent inner chamber. Again, we got these like rich reds and chocolatey browns. Right. Um, once again, we're shooting into a corner, but uh, the camera is slowly turning as it follows our buddy Tom Birmingham. <laughs> Tom's back. Tom's right? back, everybody. Yeah, he's got his hands in his pockets. Uh, he's he's taking a casual stroll as he says. Uh, he says, "Well, he does know the background, which mm-hmm. is funny because that's where he is in the shot. He's in the background, right? Uh, <laughs> well, he's, the, he's just walking around, yeah, slowly looking at things. He's trying to figure out what he can eat before yes. the, the bishop stops him. <laughs> <laughs> what has my, my tongue? Oddly, my tongue knows how everything in this room feels. Like, what have I not licked in right. this in this place? Right? Yeah, yeah um, I better get. I better start eating stuff before Pope Paul gets back here. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so so he's circling the uh, the the far end of that mm-hmm. table while Bishop Michael is in the foreground, out of focus with his uh, with his back to us. Right. right? Um, also in the foreground, we, or, oh, also in the background, we we got a large picture of what looks like the Vatican. Right. Yeah, you're right. That looks like uh, St. Peter's Square to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then also, like, uh, do you notice this um this really worn uh, uh chair? It's like different. It's set apart from the other chairs, and the back of it is like. Um, it looks like like um, it looks like it looks like it's been used a lot. Oh, right? I see. Yeah, it's more like a throne chair. It's got yeah. some like finials on the top. Yeah, and it's not at the table where you would be meeting. It's sort of off to the side. Right. Yeah. And yeah. someone has clearly been licking the velvet yes, off of that absolutely, chair. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. We see when once we cut to mm-hmm. um to to Bishop Michael, he just like kind of wipes his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a little, uh, you know, I, I don't quite understand the hierarchy of this because we mm-hmm. have um, a bishop whose office is in Healy Hall at Georgetown, and then we have the right. president of Georgetown. So I don't know who's who's got more control here. So I just Actually, like that yeah, they, they, both, uh, yeah. they both are trying to eat the chocolate before the yes, other one. <laughs> right. They're just, they're squaring off around, you know, like, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, on, on either side of this desk. Yeah. Right? They, this, they, this long table. Yeah. They both have their own army of Oompa Loompas to, ca- yes. to catch the other one if they catch exactly, them stealing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> See, I thought you were going, it's like, I wonder actually the hierarchy of it's like, it's like the president or the bishop, but you were talking about like eating chocolate. Absolutely. Okay. Well, <laughs> they're both a little cagey. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, this is perfect. That's, I would have it no other way. I'm projecting, uh, of course. <laughs> That's just what I would be concerned about. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so so Tom continues as he strolls up the length of the table. Um, he continues speaking. He says, I doubt there's any danger in just having him assist. Mm-hmm. There should be a psychiatrist present anyway. So uh, from this, we understand that he is talking about Karis. Right. He doesn't think it'll hurt if Karis assists. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's a psychiatrist. That's Tom's second point. And this makes me wonder, Keenan, what exactly was the question posed to Tom right before we cut into this scene? Because Tom is answering it in this way, like, ah, oh, sure, he can stay. So was was the bishop like, uh, hey, uh, we got a potential exorcism and, and Demi wants to do it, but I said no. Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
is he like, hey, we got a potential exorcism and our good buddy Damien Karras, and he gives him a look. He's like, mm-hmm. Damien Karras wants to do it. Like, like, yeah. like, you know, like we both know the history of Damien Karras. You know, well, like, yeah, I think that's what's really interesting, right? Because Tom Tom knows that Damien's been struggling with his faith, right? So yeah. would, you know, could it be that, that the uh, bishop is like, Hey, Damien brought this to me, and then Tom is saying, "Like, oh, but why don't we let Dimmy help? Like, who's mm. off, who is offering Dimmy up to help?" Right? Tom Tom knows that Dimmy is is struggling. Yeah, that's yeah that that that's my question exactly. Um, is 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 the bishop saying, "Hey, I think we should get Dimmy to help. He really wants to. He's been on this case. Like, mm-hmm. he's you know he's he's uh, you know had a history with this family now." And then so Tom's answer is like, "Yeah, you're right. He does know the background, right? Oh yeah, and he's a psychiatrist. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt, right? Right, or, or it's the other way, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, I guess we'll, I guess we can't possibly know because there's no you know even in the book, I don't think I don't think it goes into detail um, mm-hmm. about uh, like like who posed this question. Right? But even so, right? Like Damien is like, "Hey, Chris." These guys, these are real ball busters, right? Like, mm-hmm. like we have to go there with the full case. They're not going to want to us to fool around, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. This is a big, scary institution that we have, uh-huh. that we're up against. And uh-huh. then we get there, and not only are they nice and warm, and the place isn't diseased; it's, it's right. chocolatey. Yeah, yeah, right. It's Willy Wonka's Georgetown University, yeah. <laughs> Willy Wonka's Catholic Church. Yeah, and, yeah. But then also, but when he when he's not in the room. One or both of them are like, you know what, Damien can't be the um, the exorcist, but he should still be allowed to be on the case. Yeah, and they're like, still, so one of them or both of them is still trying to throw Damien a bone, and he's like, yeah, he's still, he's convinced that nobody wants him, and then yeah. actually, they're like, yeah, Damien needs yeah. to be there. <laughs> yeah, right. Of the of the three people, mm-hmm. the only one who doesn't believe in Damien, right, is Damien. Absolutely, which is totally yeah. in his. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's in our Damien. <laughs> that's uh, that's our Damien. Yeah, that's that's my nephew. Hey. <laughs> You don't believe in yourself. <laughs> so in any case, uh, before Tom actually finishes his words, we cut to Bishop Michael's face. And, well, what is going on with this face? What do you think, you know? Well, we said he's troubled at the beginning. He is thinking really, really hard. I, mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. looks like he's got a, a knight coming at him from his left and a rook coming at him from his right. <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing, right? <laughs> Tom has pinned him in in the uh, in the classic um, Jesuit move. <laughs> uh, you know, ultimately though, he he's this is also he's holding his hand up to his lips, right? He's really mm-hmm. thinking, but that is the hand with his with his grape flavored ring on it. Right. <laughs> so yes. Maybe he's just thinking, mm, I can't wait till Tom gets out of here and I can just go back to <laughs> licking my ring. <laughs> but yeah, like reading it one way, I mm-hmm. guess we could see it as him being not sure about. Like we were talking about, like maybe he's not sure about Tom's faith in Karis, yeah, or it's the other way around, mm-hmm, right? Yeah, but it could also just be the face of someone who's having to think about approving an exorcism. Like, oh my God, like we're actually going through with this. This yeah. is probably probably the first time, probably his first time approving an exorcism, right? right? And certainly within like his diocese, and certainly within like maybe even all of North America, right? Because mm-hmm, they're talking mm-hmm. about we need to get someone from outside of of uh, of overseas somewhere, right? right. This- yeah. Yeah, and then even if even if they're not as concerned with Damien, like there's still a lot of things they got to think about here. Mm-hmm. It's a complicated uh, issue. To- this is a big. You are you are like putting your status up update out there. You are putting <laughs> you're putting the Catholic Church on the map, saying, "Hey, everybody." We're going to do an exorcism, right? and then this is the kind of thing we do here in in the right. Washington D.C. diocese now. Right. Is yeah, and then if it goes well, then great. If it well, no, if it goes well, then you know the non faithful are still going to just shrug their shoulders and be like, <laughs> "Wow, you know, the suggestion." And if it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Then that's going to be like a big, big, you know. So yeah, so I can see like you know all of that you know happening you know behind his eyes right yeah, now. Yeah, it's a right. lot, a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and they they are trusting in Karis again. Like I, I don't mean keep harping on this, but like mm-hmm. they because Karis seems to be working at a place like at his um, you know his position at Georgetown as a professor and mm-hmm. within the church. So these are two mm-hmm. people who are working together, the bishop and the president, yeah. right? And in theory, right, he's told Tom about his lack of faith, and then he's also lost his mother and been put mm-hmm. on leave and stuff and they've accommodated him. And so mm-hmm. it feels like this is, this is not like a shadowy cabal of, of men that we might think about or in other right. versions of the Catholic church, because this is a, a positive portrayal or even as far as like propaganda for the church. Right. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't some cabal where they're like, we're making these decisions for cares. They're like, these are people who have been working on his case. Right. And they've been like right. thinking about like, like, Oh, you know, 
Damien wants to do this, but Damien had his issue with his mother and they, they, they know about it and they care about it. Right. right. So not only is this like, is Damien the best one for the job, mm-hmm. but like, is this the best for Damien? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, we we're worried about him. Like, is this going to like, like mess him up even further? Right? Yeah. They both seem, yeah. you know, because we, we know Tom knows Damien and knows his history. And then it also just feels like the bishop does too. Mm-hmm, right, it doesn't mm-hmm, yeah. feel like this is the first time the bishop has talked to Damien about things. Like they, right. they seem to have a relationship, even yes. it, even though Damien doesn't want to admit that this is his his friend <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and his mentor. Right? right, he's like, no, this is my boss in some way, and I'm not mm-hmm. welcome in his office, and he doesn't right. really hear about my problems. And actually, it's like, no, we do, we do care about you, Damien. Yeah, yeah. Please sit down, sit, use the whole chair. Right? <laughs> maybe not, maybe not all the way. But, yeah. <laughs> We just pan over to you on the other chair, and it's like, ah, oh, lighten up, lighten Father Karras. <laughs> In any case, it looks like our bishop is about to say something, but we'll have to wait until the next minute to find out what that is. For now, that is all of my notes. Keenan, is there anything else? No, I think we got it. All right, folks, this has been another excellent Exorcist Minute. I've been Lester Ryan Clark. You can reach me on all the socials as Lester Ryan Clark. I've been Keenan Diaz. You can find me on Instagram and Letterboxd as Howdy Keenan. Yes, we got our listener group, Compelling Conversations. Go check that out and request to join, and we'll let you in here with us. Thank you so much to everyone who has shared the show by word of mouth or on social media, and a big thank you to everyone who has given us a five-star ratings on iTunes or Spotify, wherever you listen to our show. We really appreciate it. It's going to help our little podcast grow and find more cool people like you. Okay, Keenan, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I think I am, Lester. All right. Folks, until next time, the, the power, power of, of Willy Wonka, Wonka compels you. Wait, I hear, what's that music? Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, God, they're coming for me. <laughs> my sins. My sins are catching up with me. <laughs> they're here to, 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 to take me away in an ironic way. <laughs> um, uh, oompa loompa doopa dee. sucks cocks in hell. <laughs> what do you get with an atheist priest? What does your mom do now that she's deceased? <laughs> oh, we're, we're both going to hell. We're both going to, to chocolatey, chocolatey, oompa loompa hell. Rich chocolatey. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, yes. <laughs>